It's the Monday Wrap with my dad, Pastor Mark. Well, hello everyone, this is Pastor Mark, and you're joining me on the Monday Wrap for Sunday, September 19th, 2021, in a message I entitled, Right Now, based on Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through 22. Let's read those verses real quickly. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. You know, on Sunday I talked about how easy it is to procrastinate in our lives. I mean, all of us have procrastinated at some point. We've held ourselves back. We've kept ourselves from progressing. We've uh, left ourselves uh, looking back into the past, wondering where time went. Uh, we've been unsuccessful in fulfilling God's will for our lives. And, and I started off by going through the lyrics of a, of a famous rock and roll song by Van Halen entitled, Right Now. In, in, those, uh, in that song, they say, don't want to wait till tomorrow. Why put it off another day? One by one, little problems build up and stand in our way. One step ahead, one step behind. Now you got to run to get even. Make future plans. I'll dream about yesterday. Come on, turn. Turn this thing around right now. It's your tomorrow. Right now. Come on. It's everything. Catch your magic moment. Do it right here and now. It means everything. And, and I took a moment just to go through those lyrics and to uncover the truth that's in them. You know, all truth is God's truth, right? And, and, and some of the truth in this... And these lyrics is, is, is so pointed. Uh, they, they start off in that song with a question, why put it off another day? Have you ever asked yourself that question? It's a, it's a question that haunts many of us, isn't it? There's a tension in life between getting things done today and putting them off until tomorrow. Uh, how many times uh, that we've wanted to do things right now, we've got our to-do list, what we've put them off, we've continued to put them off. I gave the examples of unpacking boxes in my own home from our move, a recent move to, to, to a church villain. Uh, putting up a new mailbox. I still have the the new mailbox post, the new mailbox sitting in my house that's been here for several months. Uh, building a room in my basement that I need uh, for my son Luke. And, and there's so many things on our to-do list that, that we put off, don't we? We put off tomorrow. And, and, and then the lyrics go on to say, one by one little problems build up and stand in our way. There's no shortage of problems in our lives to, to hold us back. I mean, who hasn't been sidetracked from getting things done from a problem that's cropped up? The lyrics say, one step ahead, one step behind, or one step forward and one step back, right? I mean, that's the old saying we're all used to. Life has a way of throwing us for loops, doesn't it? Just when you're ready to make some real headway on a project, something crops up and throws you behind. I've been trying to write a book on toxic leadership for over a year now, but things keep getting in the way. I feel like I get one step forward, but then something sets me one step back. The lyrics go on to say, you got to run to get even. It seems like that we have to run at a frantic pace, even to break even in life, doesn't it? Just to keep our head above waters, just to keep up with the day to day. I mean, how many people have run and run and run and never feel like they're making progress? And then the lyrics say, make future plans I'll dream about yesterday. We often get caught in the past, don't we? And when we get caught in the past, we can't move into the future. But then we reach the chorus of the song and the heart song of what is 
what we really want comes out, doesn't it? Listen to it. It says, come on, turn, turn this thing around right now. Hey, it's your tomorrow right now. Come on. It's everything right now. Catch your magic moment. Do it right here and now. It means everything. And you know, those lyrics are talking to us about seizing the opportunity. They're talking to us uh, about taking advantage of the opportunities that are placed in front of us. When I used to teach English composition to college students, we talked about kairos, the Greek concept of being in the right place at the right time, seizing the day, grabbing hold of opportunities. And folks, that's really what I believe. Getting back to our passage in Matthew 4, verses 18 through 20, it's really what it's talking about. It's really talking about seizing the opportunities that God places in front of us, not putting off till tomorrow what could get done today. When God calls, we go. Just follow me on this. Let's go through these, these verses one by one and see if you agree with me. Starts off in Matthew 4, verse 18. And he, Jesus, walked by the Sea of Galilee. He saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen you know this narrative sets the tone for the for us doesn't sets the scene for us the situation for us it tells us that these men were fishermen and we all know first century fishing was no doubt a hard occupation there wasn't a lot of time to spare a lot of time to waste they were no doubt under deadlines they no doubt had some uh, setbacks that day you know they probably had holes in their nets that they had to mend uh, someone was proce- probably pressing them hard from above on a deadline for the next load of fish maybe they got behind a slow camel coming to work that morning something there was no doubt there were no doubt plenty of excuses for them to deny Jesus when he came along but the story continues doesn't it Verse 19, and he said to them, Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fish for people. You know, opportunity presented itself, didn't it? But it required a change in their perspective, a change in their their behavior. They reached a decision point, didn't they? They had plenty of work to do, but Jesus comes along and says, come with me. I'll give you greater opportunity than you can imagine. How easy it would have been for them to procrastinate at that moment. You know, present it with the same situation or the similar situations we have every day to serve God. How easy it is for us to procrastinate. But verse 20 says that they immediately left their nets and followed him. They didn't procrastinate. They seized the opportunity. They left their possessions and jobs, their nets. They left their deadlines and the million other things and excuses they could have used to stay right where they were, doing what they had always done, And they followed Jesus. Verse 21 continues, And he went from there, Jesus went from there, and he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. And he called them. Here again, we're presented with, or John and James are presented with more opportunity, aren't they? But again, there was work to be done. This is they were mending their nets. This time, James and John are, are mending their nets. They definitely have reason to procrastinate. I mean, they weren't even fishing yet because of their, their torn nets. So they were probably way behind. But again, verse 22 says, Immediately they left the boat and their father, and they followed him. They didn't procrastinate. They seized the opportunity. They left their possessions and family and friends, and they followed Jesus. You know, what opportunities is God presenting you right now? Because I can guarantee you, if you're a child of God today, 
he is presenting you with some sort of opportunity. Maybe it's an opportunity to serve him in a particular ministry at church. Maybe it's an opportunity to mend a relationship with a family member or friend. Maybe it's an opportunity to give of your physical resources to a particular person or cause. An opportunity to sacrifice for someone else. An opportunity to get outside of your comfort zone in some way. To do something new, something that stretches you physically, emotionally, intellectually, or spiritually. Or or all four. (laughs) But you are no doubt being presented some opportunity right now. Unfortunately, many of us will procrastinate, won't we? We won't participate in that ministry. We won't mend that relationship. We won't give up that physical resource. We won't sacrifice for that person. We won't get outside of our comfort zones. And we'll justify our actions to ourselves by saying, I'll get to it tomorrow. Today is not the day. In other words, we'll delay and kick the can down the road. But Jesus teaches us in Matthew 4, verses 18 to 22, that our call as his people is not procrastination, but rather immediate action. Look at the flow of events in this narrative. Twice we see this flow of events. First, the disciples are going about their business, just like you and me, going about their daily activities. And then secondly, we see the presentation of an opportunity, a call on their life, something God places right in front of them. And there's no question that they are present with a point of decision, an encounter with God. And then thirdly, the disciples respond to the opportunity immediately, without hesitation, with zero procrastination. They follow Jesus. They don't worry about their possessions, their jobs, their family, their friends, nothing. They put it all in God's hands and follow Jesus. In fact, I'll submit to you, and I submit it to you on Sunday, that the true disciples of Christ opportunity equals response right now i used the tennis ball for this illustration i said the ball um, traveling through the air represented our life the ball itself represented us opportunity was represented by the ground and when we throw a tennis ball down and it encounters opportunity the ground what does it do it immediately pops back up it immediately changes direction and does what it was designed to do and that is bounce. Folks, if we want to bounce in our lives of faith, if we want to do what we were designed as Christ followers to do, then we have to be like that tennis ball. And when we present it with opportunity, we have to respond right now, immediately, without hesitation. We need to be what we were called to be. And the question I left us with was how are we doing in that regard? How are we doing? You know, some of you are probably, some of us are probably doing pretty well. Maybe we are responding right now. Maybe we feel and hear the call of God on our lives and we bounce right back. We change direction immediately and we do what we were created and called to do. But I'd venture to say that some of us aren't doing that. Some of us aren't bouncing. We're like the tennis ball that defies physics, right? And we we hit the ground and we just stop and we sit there. That's not what God created us to do. Like a tennis ball, he created us to change direction upon the call and opportunity, right? To, To bounce, And if you're not doing that, folks, if you're not bouncing, then come on, turn. Turn this thing around right now. It's your tomorrow. Right now, come on, it's everything. Right now, catch your magic moment. Do it right here and now. It means everything. Folks, if we're not following God, if we're not bouncing, if we're not changing direction immediately when when we encounter the opportunity or call of God, then we're missing everything. In our lives of faith, it means everything to do what we were created to do, what we were called to do, what God wants us to do. And when we do that, 
when we do that when we follow him when we respond to the opportunity when opportunity equals response right now for us we can change the world we can certainly change our own lives and how we're interacting with god but as we change our lives we'll change the life of our local church as we change the life of our local church and our local church starts to respond opportunity equals response right now then we'll change our communities when we change our communities We'll change our regions. When we change our regions, we'll change our states. When we change our states, we'll change our nation. When we change our nation, we can change the world. But it starts with us right now. We have to be the tennis balls bouncing and changing direction immediately that God created us to be. So here's what I challenged everybody to do on Sunday. I gave you, uh, on the handout, I gave you three lines. And I said, on those three lines, write down three opportunities that God's given you right now. You know that they're God-ordained opportunities. God's calling you to do something right now. Write down three of those things. I said, circle one of them. And this week, do that thing. Whatever the one is that you circled, respond to that opportunity right now. Folks, we've got to start. If we don't, if we continue to hold ourselves back, if we continue to wait, if we continue to procrastinate, kick the can down the road, wait uh, for the perfect time, as it were, we'll never do anything. We'll stagnate and the church won't grow. The church won't be effective in our community. We'll be part of the problem instead of part of the solution. I wanna be part of a revival, folks. I want Jerusalem Chapel to be part of a community, statewide, nationwide, worldwide revival. If we wanna do that, We've got to respond to the opportunities right now. Well, I hope this rap has been uh, informative. I hope that it's been challenging. I hope that it helps you redigest what we talked about on Sunday. And uh, I hope it encourages you and strengthens you for this week. And we'll see you next week. God bless. Join us next week for the Monday Wrap with my dad.